La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic. Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic. Glou, 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 font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche, ding, ding, dong. Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum, tout avec lui dit boum. Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille. Rugby friends and welcome to a new edition of the French Rugby Connections podcast with moi, your host, Véronique Landieu, and my co-host, Bill Hooper. Bill, they did it. Just about, I have to say, and after the game, at the press conference, Fabien Gatier did say that it was one of the most beautiful victory of the French squad. So was he doing a Heidi Jones type of sarcastic style or was he really truthful? What do you make of the, of the game? The good, the bad and the ugly. You tell well, me. Oh, well, I think let's turn first to Fabien Galtier's comments after the game. I think it was a bit tongue in cheek, wasn't it? Uh, I think it was more a sense of relief that they got a win because there were still parts of the game plan which weren't great and they've got to go back and look at things again. You know, watching the game, you get a, a view of the French box at Murrayfield and you could see that uh, Alatars was very animated. He certainly wasn't happy as an attack coach as the way his team was performing on the pitch. I think France will be just happy to have got the win, relieved, but there's still a lot of work to do. It'll be interesting to see now with a week's layoff what they can uh, do in the next 10 days. I think psychologically, it was pivotal for the French team to win that game. If they would have lost, that would have been a disaster for the French squad. And to be fair, for a long period of that game, it did look very much a 50-50 cause to which way it would go. The game was on a knife edge throughout. And there were periods where France really was struggling to make inroads into the game. And things weren't going well. But they managed to find a way to get back in the game. And it was a piece of magic at the end there which got them on their way. I have to say I didn't see too much magic, except maybe when Nolan Le Garec uh, was able to, you know, to pass a wonderful ball to... To Louis Biel Biare. Um, so I, I, I spotted a little bit of magic, but otherwise, still work in progress. But there again, you see, Nolan Legarac came on, and it was a good work by Francois Cross to start with, taking the ball into contact, and then the ball was released. Legarac, he put in a superb flat pass to Louis Biel Biare. Lovely bit of improvisation from him. Beautiful chip. Uh, in field and to manage to squeeze himself between the two Scottish players and then to, to gather the ball and score. Brilliant piece of improvisation. Yeah. Okay, so in your opinion, so what needs to be improved? <laughs> well, uh, the, the, the line-out is still a disaster. It's mm -hmm. not going right. I understand they've got a new line-out coach who's come in since the World Cup. I'm not too sure what's going on there, but The calls are not right. Um, even bringing Cameron Walkie in, who is normally a, a cast-iron guarantee of line-out ball, he struggled badly. And so the line-out he's working on, uh, 
discipline needs to be worked on as well. We gave, France gave away too many penalties again in the match. I think they gave away uh, nine penalties in the game against uh, Scotland. That's not good. And of course, we had uh, Uni Antonio in the sim bin again. They had to play 10 minutes with 14 men. Um, it could have been upgraded to a red card. That's the problem. Um, and I think with some of the players, we're seeing frustration. And I think uh, Matthew, Matthew Jalibert, he's not happy at the moment. You can see that in his play. He's not, yes. he's not happy at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and he didn't have the best of games again for France. Uh, so there's something not right there. It needs working on. It's down to the coaches. It's down to Fabian Galtier to get this right. Uh, and uh, I think now, looking ahead to the game against Italy in Lille, um, it's got to be a good performance against an Italian side. And I know they got beaten uh, quite badly on Sunday uh, in Dublin, but uh, they could cause France a few problems if France aren't on song. Yes, after four years having the same coaches, Fabien started for some new uh, new men on the block, such as Laurent Sopere, who replaced Karim Kezal. Yeah, the players need to get used to his type of training. There's been a few changes. Patrick Arletas as well. Um, it will take some time for the whole team to get used to their, of their coaches. So that's why I think... We have to give them a little bit of leeway, but not too long. Uh, apparently, from what I read in the French press, Fabien Gatier was positive this week in Marcoussi, trying to, you know, to support his his squad, um, praising them, you know, helping them to build their confidence back because after being trashed 38 to nine in France, uh, uh, it was a hard. It was a hard pill to take. So uh, let's see, it's probably the, the right strategy. That's why, you know, it's probably protecting his, uh, his staff and his squad as well. Well, yes. I mean, it does take time for a new coaching setup to, to, to make its mark. And yeah, it does take time for players to adapt to some, some new techniques that they bring in. But the problem is with, with France, there's no plan B. So if it doesn't work, if things aren't going well, They haven't got um, a plan B to switch back to in, in case of an issue. And that's the problem. Um, and if things start to go wrong, um, as they have done against Ireland and Scotland, then the players can quickly lose confidence. And then on a downward spiral, But the main issue for me at the moment is that lack of confidence in the coaches. They haven't quite bought into the new plans. Um, you know, when you're changing a... a what has been a winning formula. Um, I know you've lost, uh, we've lost Dupont. Um, that's a scrum half. For most, for any team in the world, he's almost irreplaceable. But I thought there's that factor as well, which is playing on the minds of the French players at the moment. Um, Fabien Gatti still rely a lot on Maxime Lucu, who is very much a, a leader when he plays in Bordeaux Bagel. Let's wait and see. We have to talk about the dying minutes of the game with that disallow try, <laughs> which was news if you are French and terrible if you are Scottish. Yes, it was 
a terrible pill for the Scots to swallow that the referee couldn't give it. At the end of the day, he couldn't make a decision. He went to his TMO, and the TMO couldn't find an angle. So the referee was obliged to stick with his on-field decision. And if you're French, you're delighted. If you're Scots, you're absolutely livid. Unfortunately, that's the way the cookie crumbles. And it was interesting because before the match, it's 40 years since Scotland's lost a grand slam decider at Murrayfield against Scotland. And, and that was a game that was played in very controversial circumstances. And France were on the wrong end that day. So maybe it was a case of 40 years of what goes around, comes around. And today I've just read that Gregor Tenzin's ask for some clarifications. You know, they're obviously feeling very upset about the whole situation because the game is done and dusted and the result will stand. But I'm perhaps seeking some clarification as to what the referee and the TMO can uh, discuss between themselves. But the laws of rugby are quite, uh, sound. Um, It's the referee's decision that counts at the end of the day. He is the arbiter of law and fact. End of story. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I have to say that the Scottish players did behave remarkably well, so kudos to them. Yeah, in the end of the day, they took it very well. There was certainly no, no bad feeling after the game amongst the players, which is great to see. Uh, and that's what you would expect. <laughs> Obviously, in their hearts, they would be feeling very disappointed, which is understandable. And Nick Berry, to be perfectly honest, followed the rules he couldn't see it clearly so they had to be disallowed yeah, I've got no qualms about the way Nick Berry refereed the game at all I thought he did a very good job so uh, next weekend the teams are going to have a week off and then we'll start all over again on the 24th and on the 25th of February yes it's going to be it's going to be interesting from France's point of view And when they play Italy, we won't have Greg Aldrich playing. He's not going to be fit for that game following his injury he picked up on Saturday. So there's going to be a reshuffle in the back row for France. Uh, But fortunately, Greg Aldrich uh, should be back. He should be back in about three weeks. He had a cut on his thighs. It was scary when we saw him being carried on a stretcher. But yes, he had a few stitches, but he should be back. In about three weeks' times. Yes, I think it was more precautionary um, when he went up on the stretcher. It always makes it look bad, but he gave a thumbs up to say he was okay. So we just have to see how we reconstruct the back row now. I think uh, Francois Cross went to number eight when they reshuffled the pack, and I think it's likely he'll start at number eight for France against Italy with uh, uh, Paul Boudéon starting as flanker with Charles Olivon should be the back row against Italy uh, week on Sunday and uh, who are the other teams playing against well it's the Calcutta Cup up in Edinburgh on the Saturday when uh, Scotland entertain England that's always a great occasion so two home games for Scotland so they'll be looking to get back to winning ways against England England who are Again, a little bit fortunate to win against Wales. I thought Wales gave them a very good game. Mm -hmm. um, but at the end of the day, it was the goal, goal kicking that sort of saw uh, 
saw England through with Ford kicking the goals. But I thought Wales certainly uh, improved from their showing against Scotland in Cardiff the previous weekend. So it'll be an interesting game. I must say Ben Earl played extremely well for England against Wales. He's certainly a player who's improving with every game in the England shirt. That's one. And then the other game is going to be Ireland, of course, will be playing... Against Wales. Uh, ...in Dublin. Uh, I can't see anything else than a, an Irish win. I think they'll have all their top players backing in this game. Um, it's hard to think that, that they made a few changes against Italy and still won by 39 points to nil. And talking about the, the game between France and Italy on the 25th February, you know, we mentioned in another podcast, you know, we've got lots of second generation players playing for the national squad, the likes of Damien Penaud, uh, Tamak, and many others. This time in Italy, it's very likely that Louis Lina, the eldest son of Michael Lina, will get his first selection for Italy. Uh, his father is Australian, uh, his mother is Italian, and he was born in England, so he can play in three different teams. He's going to leave Harlequins at the end of the season, he's going to join Benetton. You know, he's going to, he's part of the training squad uh, this time around, so very likely we'll see him playing on the wings. So that would be a very, very interesting to see him there. Well, it's certainly, certainly give. The Italian side, uh, you know, a, a, a great player uh, with a great pedigree. Uh, in the Italian side, have the potential to have a hasty squad. They did try to play against Ireland, but they were just a little bit short of ideas, unfortunately. They just didn't know how to change the game plan against the Irish. Um, but um, possibly uh, uh, in the game against France it'll be interesting to see how they play because there's, there's quite similar styles in many ways and they both want to both like to play some attacking rugby I, I think it'll be a great game in Lille on Sunday it's going to be a, a tremendous game but it's a game that France need to win they need to win it with a bit of style as well just to reassure everybody I, I, I think France is likely to win but we will have to wait and see I see Italy winning against Wales on the 16th of March because they won against Wales two years ago. Scotland yeah. could be a potential, but mm, we'll see with the magic of Finn Russell. I'm not so sure. Scotland are probably just a little bit ahead of them at the moment. Scotland have got some world-class players, haven't they? We didn't see the best of uh, Van der Merwe last weekend. Against CDC, he wasn't in the game very much against France, was he? Um, but um, it, it'll be interesting that game against uh, Italy against Wales will be a sort of a playoff spot for the sixth place in the championship table. So, in summary, France, yes, back the win, but work in progress to be continued. But let's not lose hope and they will ramp up. Yes, I think it's a work in progress. If they can get a good result against Italy, that'll stand them in good stead for when they make the trip to Cardiff two weeks later. Yeah, I've got no worries about France playing against Italy, but maybe I would be eating my words. 
there were no top 14 games last weekend, but however... This... They're back and there's a interesting uh, to see Stade Francais, who are currently top of the table. They've got a home game against Perpignan, who are near the bottom of the table and obviously desperate for points. I think on current form, you'd have to say Stade Francais would be favourites for that. There's three teams on 41 points at the top of the table. Toulouse, who are second, they're home to Oyonna. Uh, and Begler, uh, they are playing against uh, Paul. Chabon del Mas. It's going to be interesting. I think the top three sides on paper should win those games. It's going to be probably just as tight at the top of the table after next weekend as it is at the moment. Indeed. And in the meantime, uh, Antoine Dupont is off in Canada playing for the Sevens. This is going to be his debut of uh, Dupont uh, playing Sevens. So, It'll be interesting to see how he fits in in the tournament, uh, but he's such a spontaneous player. Indeed. I think the opposition are going to spend so much time wondering what he's going to do that he's just going to find gaps all over the place. And so, yeah, it's going to be fascinating. Thankfully, next season, he'll be back playing 15s, which is great. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So, Bill, no Six Nations this weekend. However, no. the top 14 is back. Let's uh, review the top 14 next week. Yeah, and we'll see if my prediction of the top three will still be up there or not. But whatever you do, enjoy your rugby. Super, merci. La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic. Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic. Glou, 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 font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche, ding, ding, dong. Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum. Avec lui dit boum et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille.